I'm attracted to glamour and always have been. She's led me at times to be on stage and screen, join rock bands, and make my own TV show. You could say she's been good to me, but that would be half the story. Life's taught me that all dreams have a price tag, even if repayments come later and in unexpected forms. My showbiz baptism started when I acted in an ad for white bread. It sounds exciting. But the process of filming is boring. At least it was for an eleven-year-old kid like me. I spent eight hours looking at a piece of foam rubber on the end of a mic stand and pretending it was Captain Mighty Bread, which was destined to swoop around my head like manna from heaven. This flying cartoon figure was added in post-production. But at the time, I feigned wonderment to a piece of mattress stuffing. I guess any inanimate object could be used as an actor's mark. When watching monster movies, I view the actor's performance through a skewed perspective. I see the scream queen Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, terrified of a can of spam just off camera. Or the good citizens of New York in paralysis over a lamington or pack of condoms. What is it with New York and disaster movies? So far, the place has been terrorized by King Kong, Godzilla, the Joker, and even the weather. I guess following 9/11, their paranoia has been justified, and they'll stop making so many. Now they have something real to focus on. Throughout the shoot, I ate sandwiches wilted by hot studio lights. The special effects department had to place cardboard under each sandwich for every take. When taking a bite, I got a mouthful of the stuff along with the bread, but I chewed until the cameras stopped rolling. I've suffered for my art. Back then, my hair was a lot redder, and people forced me into the stereotype that came with it. Check out the coloring of bratty kids on TV, and you'll see what I mean. If there's red in there, they'll have ADD. Chucky the doll proves the point. Chucky is a red-haired, psychopathic, butcher knife-wielding version of Pinocchio. My proud mother spruced me up for the shoot that day and bought me a new school bag and a lunchbox to boot. I was sitting on set next to this angelic-looking blonde child who had a scruffy bag and beat-up lunchbox. Within minutes, the director had reassigned our possessions so that I would better fit the mold that the viewers expected. Years later, I was foiled again. When the stereotype should have been working for me, I couldn't understand why I failed my audition for the lead role in the movie version of Fatty Finn. I had it all going on, what with the fat and freckles. The part went to a skinny, blond-haired kid. Talk about miscasting! I'm pleased to say the film flopped. Not that I'm bitter. It wasn't just me on TV. My dad was in the industry and got the whole family a gig. It was like living in the Partridge family, and I even looked like Danny Bonaducci. 
My brother Jay ended up in an ice cream commercial and spent the whole day eating Neapolitan. It was no surprise to hear him vomiting later that night. The family's favorite ad starred my sister Megan. It was for a new real estate development. Every night, for the few months that the campaign ran, we'd see my sister forlornly looking up out of a void, tied to her TV parents by humongous bronze chains. It always made us laugh, because she'd be sitting next to us happy as a clam, and a world away from the pain of the drama queen who looked suicidal on the box.